The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hello. Hello. Ajay, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Or should I say, hola. Okay. So here's, Hola, Ajay, wait, no. we on need to clear the radio. No, we need to clear something up. So it was like two weeks. No, it was like a month ago. Uh, I, was, I was asked to be a part of that show for like an hour. And I was like, I, I don't speak great Spanish. And I was great so, Spanish. Do you speak any Spanish? Yeah, hola, cómo está bien. Y tú, Puerto Rico. Uh, de nada. So okay, you asked. So yes, I do. You asked. Like, That's your fault. I so don't freaking blame me for it. So, anyways, less. about a month ago, she she asked me to be on. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, I don't speak any like a lot of Spanish though, like hardly any. She goes, oh, it'd be fun. You know, we could talk soccer or something. And I was like. In my mind, I'm like, I know nothing about. It. Yeah, sure, let's do it. So I was thrilled. I it was cool. It was fun to be a part of. Um, on where you haven't said where this was. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I was allowed to. I don't. Why know. wouldn't you? I don't know, Eric. I don't want to get in trouble with you. Was okay? it in this building? Because I'm always getting in trouble some way, somehow in this place. Uh, yeah, it was. Then uh, it's it's totally kosher. One ninety three five. One ninety seven three. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. you. Yeah. Sorry. One ninety seven three. Uh, Carlina. Lunch with Carlina. Carolina. 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 Um, and she's a blast. And, and I think it's really cool that you guys actually here at the Cash Fly Media Group allow diversity here like that. I, and I, I think it's awesome. I know she gets a great following on that show. Uh, people listen to her. Uh, she's she's well well spoken and um does a wonderful job on that show. So yeah, it was cool to be a part of. Um. I don't know if the listeners liked it or not, but I, I definitely had a blast and, and learning a lot. So, yeah. Next, next time we'll have you on, Eric. AJ on the Spanish radio station. It was just once. Talking about. It was just once. What are you talking about? Football or football? So we talked actually about a lot of things. She asked about um like my favorite food, um like Mexican food. And I was like, oh, man. I, I mean, we're talking about best in northern Utah, right? I mean, we got that. That's it's, already going. It's going. You got nominations. Today's the last day for yeah. nominations. Um, and, I mean, so get on to bestinnorthernutah.com and nominate your favorite places, uh, your favorite orthodontist, your favorite restaurants, your favorite, uh, you know, fun act. I mean, stuff like that. And I was, you know, I, I told her La Tormenta is one of my favorites. I love La Tormenta. They have great chimichangas. And, uh, and it kind of led us into the Best in Northern Utah conversation. She asked me something about that. Um, we talked, uh, you know, like I said, a little bit of uh, futsal. Yeah, talked a little bit of futsal. Uh, and we talked about our show, actually, and what we do here. And, uh, and she, I, I, I'm not incredibly accurate on this, I don't think. But maybe paraphrasing would be the best word. Uh, she said that uh, to our listeners, join in on the show. You may not understand what they are saying. I think she's talking about you, but same thing. As long as you're not talking about like music, great music <laughs> from the 1980s. No, no. So she did ask me what my favorite uh, music was. And I was like, oh, I love Jennifer Lopez. Love Selena Gomez. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love uh, 
Uh, what else is there? Enrique Iglesias, I used to like so him. So you're just trying to pander then? No, no, no. Those are I, not your no. favorite yes, favorites, oh, dude, are they? I had a crush on Jennifer Lopez from third grade to ninth grade. And then I had to get over her because I would, um, you know, I just, I would follow her and she would have all these boyfriends and they were jerks. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to pick jerks to be your boyfriend, we can't be together. So I gave up on her. It was, it was heartbreaking. It was a sad breakup. I miss her dearly. Uh, 9463, text into the program. Okay. Love to hear the, t- the text from the audience. Oh, I love our text. 435-339. You got to be kidding me. Are you? Are you? 0321. Good night. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I love our texters. They're awesome. 9463, text in. Okay. Ajay, if you didn't say Javier's was your okay, you know what? Mexican restaurant, we, I hate our texters. Betrayed us. We have the worst text line ever. <laughs> It shouldn't even be part of this. Oh, that's so good. We, You know what? We are going to have, so Eric, we need to have a segment once a week called the block segment where we get to block one number a week. Whether you block Leon Rose or, <laughs> Leon Rose. by the way, I re-listened to that hour uh, this morning, dude, and I was just dying. I could not stop laughing. And then it's crappy because a coworker comes to me and says, man, your show was really good yesterday. You guys should have AJ on more. Separate coworker, separate conversation. Comes over and says, "Hey, I listened to you guys' show. That was that was hilarious. AJ's really good with you guys." Okay, you know what? He's not here today. So you're gonna stop listening to our show because AJ's not here. I mean, come on, people. We're gonna hear more from AJ later in the week. Yeah, a lot more actually. <laughs> yeah, AJ's gonna leave. Yeah. Uh, Two four zero nine. Anyone knows that AJ loves the Kennys? <laughs> okay, so by the way, I uh someone came to me yesterday as soon as as soon as I got to another place I needed to be and they said, "AJ, you're right. Kenny Rogers was a pitcher for the Rangers." I'm like, "See? I told you. I flipping told you. I knew it." How how is it that we went through that whole episode and didn't mention this Kenny? Oh, oh, this is, uh, this is poison. Uh, no, this is not poison. Oh, sorry. Kenny. Who is Kenny? Who's that? That's Kenny Chesney. Oh, yeah. The guy who thinks everyone's tractor is sexy. Yes. So, here's the thing. I was absolutely, I did not believe you guys at all. I thought it was Kenny G. So I went home and I Googled it and I was absolutely extremely offended and disappointed that Kenny Loggins made that music. I used to be such a big offended? fan of him. Yes. Why were you Because I used to be such a big fan of him until he created really dumb lyrics. So I am no longer, I have thrown away my Kenny Loggins music and I am now getting all Kenny G. Did you just have Pooh Corner in, on repeat? I'm going to ask one of our stations, you know, maybe, maybe Q92 or somebody if they can have a Kenny G day. We can play all Kenny G. By the way, I didn't know that was a song you were playing yesterday. I was, uh... That was a good song. That's really weird. Uh, Leon Rice texts in. Yes, Leon, what up, my dog? 9315. AJ and Jennifer Lopez story sounds just like his Buckner and a bandwagon thing. Oh, no, no. I, I was loyal to J-Lo. And she did not share the same affection consistently. 
Oh, I still love, man. Those music videos were awesome. I love J-Lo. I still have some of her music. I've deleted a lot of it because she made me so angry, but I still have a ton of it. Oh, what is this? Hello. Welcome to 106.9 The Fan. That's another Kenny. <laughs> Wait, that's that's another that's man. Is that that's Kenny that, G? That's, that's your Kenny man, G. Kenny G. Dude, he the the locks, everything. Kenny should be a Grammy Award winner. He's got the locks. He's got the talent. He's got the instrument. He's got the lips. I mean, he does he's it. Got all. the lips. Well, yeah, like you see how you know when he's blowing on the saxophone. I mean, it just it's perfection. It is Fabio as a musician, and uh, he's never going to get enough credit for that. Nine three one five. Leon Rice texts in. Looks like AJ is on the highway to the danger. Okay, zone. don't you don't even know what that means, Leon? Yes, he is. He is. Doesn't he doesn't know what that means? Very scary. Doesn't even know what it means. Uh, big news today: Mountain West coaches revealed their <clears throat> selections for the postseason awards. We can say very selective selections. Uh, controversy. There we'll get into that. Uh, Utah Jazz. Making a roster announcement today. One that doesn't make sense to anybody. Nobody. Um, There's because I've even yeah. read some of the beat writers or like analysts or experts, and they don't even know what the what what in the world they were thinking. Played for the Bucks most of his notable career. Piranhas. AJ, chin up, little fella. Little. What the? Okay, and go, Kenny. Yes. Go, Kenny! Uh, And uh, Les Miles is officially out at Kansas. Eric has a potential candidate for you. Uh, This isn't me. This is from uh, The Athletic. No, I love it. You are on the wagon for this one. I I love it. Give this guy a chance. Uh, 2409 text in, Ajay should stick to Kenny G. That's the only way he'll remember the words. (laughs) No, No, the best thing is you can make your own words. And I like to make my own words. I, oh, man, yeah. Kenny G, I've been a big fan of him since I was seven and uh, have all his albums. What does the G stand for? Uh, Coming from your longtime fan. Uh, you know, I haven't, I, you know, I, it was, uh, I remember back in the uh, day. You have no idea. Yeah. It's, just, uh, just don't try. It, uh. It stands for Gorlick, is what I remember. Gorlick? Yeah, it's Kenneth Bruce Gorlick. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Obviously, he was born in the 56 era. Um, in the 56 era? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that means. And uh, I remember when I got his album, you know, the 86 album, Do Tones. And I uh, was really big onto that one. <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, let, let's do this. Um, yesterday... The media released their votes, and to their credit, they, uh, with the not just naming who received the postseason awards, but how many votes each player got for for their recognitions. Uh, the coaches do not do that; they just say, "Here it is. This is what we have selected." So yesterday we had the media postseason awards through the Mountain West, and today we hear. And uh, we get the results from the coaches and met with a lot of controversy. The coaches, as you know what, and I understand coaches have 
they view things through a different lens than the media or the fans. And so they're apt to vote differently than some of us might expect. But some of them, these decisions have us scratching our heads. Uh, Matt, uh, excuse me. Um, what? I just lost his first name. Brian Dutcher. There it is. Brian Dutcher. That's what I wanted to say. Um, named the coach of the year. Which, okay. I I can make a I can I make a still, case for that from the yeah, coach's yeah, you point absolutely of view. could, but okay. And then I mean, I do you want to discuss it? You want to go through the rest of the I'm awards? I'm going to go through some of the others. Yeah, absolutely. The go most ahead. Controversial yeah. one for By the all last. means, uh, Namiya Keta, defensive player of the year, uh, runaway. Yeah, and that should be unanimous. And if it wasn't unanimous, unanimous, then you are really petty. Wyoming's Marcus Williams as a freshman of the year. I'm okay with that. Totally makes sense. Big time contributor for Wyoming. Uh, Grant Sherfield, newcomer of the year. That coincides oh, with what the media said. Absolutely. Uh, the coaches did a sixth man of the year, and that went to Alfonso Anderson. Are you surprised it's not Ashworth? I thought about that. I thought, you know, who is the most impactful first player off the bench for Utah State? And I think for stretches it would have been Ashworth, but I think Alfonso has probably been more consistent Especially in the second half of the season, yeah. Um, there was times where I guess there's been times where both have have been starters for for different roles for different times, but still nice to get uh, Alfonso get some recognition there. But the big controversy here is that the coaches voted on and decided that it would be San Diego State's uh, Matt Mitchell as the player of the year, and. Gosh, did he even get a vote from the media? I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to know. No, I don't he think got he one. got a vote. He got one. Didn't he, he got one vote? Yeah, I gotta I go back and look. I think he got one. Um, I want to say he got one vote. So the media, they look at Matt Mitchell, and only one member of the media says that's the that's the player of the year. But the coaches say, oh, he absolutely, he is the player of the year. So here's the thing. Um, and, and our wonderful uh, help intern, uh, Cody Olson, did a ton of great research for us. Uh, and he put out some really like eye-opening numbers when you look at, uh, when you look at the numbers of Namiish versus everybody else. Like... Uh, he averaged what? Namish averaged just what? Fourteen point seven points a game. Matt Mitchell was just under fifteen and a half. Um, Namish shot fifty six percent. Matt shot forty five. Namish was sixty seven percent at the line. He averaged just under ten rebounds a game, three assists, and this is season, season average, by the way, not in conference. But twenty nine steals, seventy five blocks. Um, I guess just impressive what Namish Keta did. And by the way, Namish Keta also was the first player in conference history. To average at or above 14, 9, 2, and 3. First player in conference history to ever do that. He, <laughs> um, he, what, 15 and a half points. By the way, that's what match was at. Matt was at. He averaged, what, you know, defensive rebound, rebound percentage was at 27 and a half, which, by the way, is 21st in the country. First in Matt West Conference. His defensive rating was 80, which is sixth in the country. One, first in the conference. His block percentage is 13. 
fourth in the country, first in the conference. You get the pattern. Field goal percentage, 58, first in the conference. Rebounds per game, 10.5, first per conference. And he swept. He was a big part of the Aggies sweeping San Diego State. I don't get this. I don't get it. I don't understand. Help me, like, and maybe I'm wrong. And if we have a listener that understands, I mean, that maybe has a more unbiased view, please text in and let me know where I'm wrong that I don't think that I think Keta should have won the MVP, Eric. I, I think, and I tweeted this out earlier, I, I think this is the lazy cliche that we've I discussed. I love your tweet. Loved so for, it. So many different instances, whether it's a, for high school uh, or college basketball or the NFL or the NBA, that too often the, the lazy cliche is, let's just look at who's the best player on the best team. That's the MVP. But shouldn't it be... <sighs> The most valuable yes. player. Yes, yes, Because even in those losses to Boise State. Which, to, I mean, they call it the player of the year. Yeah. It's a, it's a broad But even thing, of the but, year, man, like, look, Keta didn't have, like, every game wasn't eye-opening, jaw-dropping, oh my gosh, look at Keta kind of a game. But in the most important games, Keta was really at his best. That Boise State series where they got swept, if it ain't for Keta, Aggies get beat by 15, 20 points. Keta had 32 and 31, or 34 and 31, I think. Um, was monstrous on the boards. Was I mean, he was unstoppable. But again, I love I loved your tweet. Lacey cliche of best player on the best team. And that's what all the Aztec fans are saying. Well, he was the best player on the best team. He wasn't even the best player on that team. It was Jordan Shackle, by the way. I, I get it that winning matters. Absolutely. And sure. If there was somebody who had a great year statistically, but they were on a crap team, I'm probably, I'll be honest, I'm not going to give them a lot of thought about if they're the player of the year. But this winning, team took second winning place. should matter. Winning should stand for something. But you're right. Utah State is second place. So it's not like the Aggies are a crap team. Yeah. And you can't tell me that opposing coaches. We're wringing their hands about how Matt Mitchell affects both sides of the court more so than how Namish Keta affects both sides of the court. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Dominated both how? ends. How? Keta's a more impactful player on offense and defense than anybody in the Mountain West. Um, so for full disclosure, I was told that the following teams voted against Keta. Boise State, Fresno State, take a wild guess. You're right. San Diego State also voted against Keta. Pettiness? Like, are we going to allow pettiness well, what, to affect our vote? How do we know vote? that? It's not public. We're just... Yeah. They okay. don't release Like I said, I was told. That's all I'm going to say. As I was told, that was that was the coaches that voted against Keta. And I don't care. You, you like, can't vote for your own guy. No, you can't vote for your own guy. But you can at least use logic in your vote, unless they're brain dead. Because uh, uh, there's no sense... Into taking Keta, I mean, to looking at Keta, looking at Matt or uh, Matt Mitchell, comparing numbers and saying this makes more logical sense to take Matt Mitchell over Keta, despite as you said, Eric, so well, Keta dominating, not just winning, but dominating both ends of the floor. I mean, Keta alone, okay, against Nevada. This again, thanks to Cody on this work. Uh, Keta averaged 21, 40 percent from the field. 79% of the line, 15 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1 turnover. Against Boise State, 31 on 65%, 69 of the line, 10.5 boards with 1.5 assists, sales, 2 blocks, 4 turnovers. 
San Diego State, he only had 12 points, but he still shot 65%. Um, he still had the average 13 boards. Colorado State, he had 15 and a half on 83% field goal shooting, 8.5 boards, 2.5 assists. And by the way, uh, as uh, Cody points out, again, 14.5 points tonight, all just under 10 boards, just under 3 assists, 3 blocks, 1 steal in 25 games. What else do you want the guy to do? What else am I missing? It's pettiness. But what would be the motivation? Why would a why would opposing coach say I'm going to spite the Aggies? Yeah. I'm going to name. Do they just not want a, a clean sweep? They don't want Keta to get both the offense no. or the player of the year that, and the defensive that, player of the no, year. That, we got to spread it around. So we got to be little socialists. No, I and that's a great theory you bring up. I don't think that's true. I just think it's just because I hate Utah State. I truly think that. I truly think that now. Because there is absolutely no way, again, I say this, no way you can look at his numbers and look at his place in the Mountain West Conference, not just in season, Eric, but since its existence of the Mountain West Conference basketball itself, you can't look at his numbers and his placement in that conference in history and say, I'm sorry, but this guy is not a player of the year. It would be like not voting for Luke Garza of Iowa to be the player of the year. And if that didn't happen, it would be a great travesty in the biggest 10, maybe one of the, if not the greatest. This is that kind of a case. Matt Mitchell does not have the resume that the, the Miish Keta does. In fact, I can tell you four to five other players I would take ahead of Matt Mitchell without even blinking. Because I think they're better than Matt Mitchell. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, Blows my mind, and it just it infuriates me. And now he won Defensive Player of the Year. I'm happy for him. I really am. I, I think it's great, and I'm happy. Look, f- the Mountain West, they gave good recognition for Utah State in several different ways, right? Alfonso Anderson is a sixth man. Which is awesome. Justin being on the second team. Well-deserved. Nimi on the first team. Nimi Marco Anthony. Defensive Player of the Year. Marco Anthony's on the all-defensive team. So it's not like everything is garbage. It's just why just trying to understand how and why did did Nimi not yeah. get that award. I wonder who Craig voted for. He won't say, but I am curious. <laughs> yeah. That just it it blows my mind. And well, which of the uh, I guess the top players we've discussed, Derek Olson Jr., Matt Mitchell, David Roddy, Sherfield, uh, of those four, who looked great against the Aggies? The Aggies held Roddy pretty well in check. They did, but I still think Roddy was the better one out of all of them. Alston shot a lot of shots, and in fact, I would say he didn't look great for the first 26, 20, 30 minutes of basketball. Final 10, he kicked it into another gear. But I'm not going to count the final 10 minutes into that. You know, I, I should, but I won't. And I think he got a lot of help. Schaefer, Dennis Jr., and I thought uh, Armas was really good as well. But I I would say Roddy. You? That's probably where I would lean. Because Sherfield got shut down. Sherfield didn't do as much. Cambridge did a Mitchell lot of the damage. only gave the Aggies about a half of basketball yeah. before he got hurt. Before he got hurt, yep. And I'm with you. Alston... I thought that the uh, the Aggies did a pretty good job of neutralizing him. Yeah. Um. Someone asked. Oh, jeez. Um. Someone asked about Matt Mitchell. 
and his stats. I think Leon Rice did. <laughs> Matt had 15.5, 45% shooting, 82 at the line, 5.5 rebounds, 2 assists, 32 steals, 4 blocks. And yet he's your player of the year. That is just phenomenal work. That's just, that. that's definitely player of the year material. There are Grow guys up. who scored more points per game than Nimi. Sure. And, and maybe you could look at it. Yeah, there's a few guys who had a few more steals per game. But nobody impacted the game offensively and defensively like Keta. Uh, 9463 Texan, why, I'll paraphrase, I'll skip ahead here. Why are there two different voting processes for Mountain West Conference awards? Who's the actual winners then? So the awards that we're talking question. about today, yeah. those are the, the official actual, Mountain yeah. West awards. Yeah. A few years back, the Mountain West coaches, or the I don't know how that decision was made, but it, the Mountain West said, we'll make this a purely coach uh, voted on by coaches only uh, awards that we will do. So the media got together and said, okay, one vote per market or one that follows these teams. We'll do our own postseason awards. So the media released theirs on Monday and the coaches released theirs today. The official Mountain West release was today. So the official Mountain West Awards in, were today. I, you know, I'm going to read a tweet from Scott Gerard. This is really good. Um, he went on a little bit of a rant, and, and rightfully so. I want to read this. But he says, These Mount West Conference coaches have forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. There, But there is no other player in the Mount West Conference that single-handedly alters a game more than Keta. He's had that kind of year. Mitchell is a tremendous player, but this really makes no sense. Amen. Uh, can we read Jaden Johnson's tweet? I love Jane. Yes, absolutely. Not only does Nimi Ishketa lead Matt Mitchell in scoring. Oh, this is so good. Rebounding, assists, blocks, field goal percentage, double-doubles, offensive rating, defensive rating, box plus minus, win shares, true shooting percentage, effective field goal percentage, and PER. <laughs> <laughs> he also Don't dominated you. San Diego State twice. <laughs> I mean, the list That's just so keeps going. On. So, uh, the what he's looking at are in conference play, which is really important because guess what? Yeah. It's a conference player what of the year. Be based on, I just that blows my mind. Makes me sick. Uh, makes me bummed out for Namish. But you know what? You go do now, Eric. You know what you go do? And it, by the way, Craig Smith feeds off the of motivation, right? I mean, that guy loves motivational things, stories, books, headlines. You don't think this is going to help? Like, when they go into the tournament, they're going to say, hey, by the way, Namish, you're not the best player on the court. You know, We don't even know if you're the best player on the floor in this game. Right. Just shoveling coal. Just yep. Feed the fire. You go out there and you go just tear through that quarterfinal and semifinal game, then when you get to the championship, you beg for San Diego State to meet you on the other side. Meet you on the other end of the rope and let's dance. Let's see who really is the best player. And you give him to me 60 touches and you let him throw it down. 
prove to the conference how dumb these coaches can be when they get petty. Because that's exactly what I think it is here. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing, Eric. Uh, we got to take a timeout here on the Full Court Press. But, Ajay, I've been going through the Mountain West official releases okay. over the past year, Uh huh. this past basketball season. And I'm not seeing that Matt Mitchell was named a conference player of the week. Oh, no, he wasn't. Ever? I, yeah. So you're telling me a guy who never was the player of the week. Will you tweet that out, by the way, so I can hit you Jordan on Jordan Shackle has, was named the player of the week multiple times. Matt Mitchell has not been named a player of the week at all this season. I, I keep going back. I'm not seeing him. He's not there. Nimi's been player of the week. Justin Bean's been a player of the week. Justin Shackle's done it twice. Where's Matt Mitchell? Where's your player of the year? Come on, coaches. Ah, so lazy. No, it's okay. We'll just we'll we'll Ken would rather go be back to back to back conference champions and go to the big dance than go win a conference player of the year honor that the coaches didn't even care about because they're too lazy. Uh, more about the uh, conference postseason awards that came out today. We'll talk about the Utah Jazz. They made a move uh, today filling their roster. Uh, really interesting potential at Kansas now that Les Miles has been let go. Interesting piece by Andy Staples on The Athletic. If you don't subscribe, we'll give you the, uh, the Cliff Notes version of what he's advocating for. And I think it's really, really interesting. Will somebody have the guts to do what's being proposed? We'll talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press. Cash Valley, the Utah Wood Stove Changeout Program opens up February 1st. If you want to change out your wood fireplace or stove and replace it with a gas appliance, Advanced Fireplace and Stove can help. Receive up to $3,800 towards your new gas stove or fireplace insert. Idaho has a changeout program too. Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove take the chill out of winter with a new heat and glow insert or Vermont casting stove. Stop by their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. The Elements Lunch Menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. The Cash Valley Media Group Home and Garden Show, presented by Anderson Seed and Garden, is March 26th and 27th at the Eccles Ice Center. For 25-plus years, thousands of people have enjoyed this fun and helpful home show. Main Street access, great parking, and thousands of visitors make it perfect for your business. Reserve your space today. Google Cash Valley Home and Garden Show for details or call 752-1390. All COVID precautions will be taken. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. You want to weigh in? 435 
0321. Uh, and <laughs> 9315. Sounds like the interns vote for them. Uh, yeah. You know, there are, uh, I've heard it. of this. This happens. I think I've heard of it more in uh, college football than, than in basketball. But um, I, I've heard that there are head coaches that they really don't care about their vote that they have to submit for these coaches' polls, and they leave that up to somebody else, uh, and they just do it in their name. Sure. They just don't even care to pay attention. Because that happens, lazy. I'm sure yeah. it happens at a lot of Yeah, places. I'm with you. I get it. These guys are busy. They're trying to figure out scouting and recruiting and travel. You don't want to sit down and sift through hundred different games and try to figure out who's better than whom, put your own rankings together and your own poll together. But when it comes to within your own conference, you know. I mean, you know who the impact players are. And you know who they aren't. It's frustrating. So that being said, there were some good things that did come out of the Mountain West coaches and what they revealed today for the Mountain West Conference, the official postseason awards. Um, the first team joining Namiyash Keta, it's really similar to uh, what the media did. Keta's there, along with Matt Mitchell, Grant Sherfield, David Roddy, and Derek Alston. No difference at all on the first team. On the second team, Abu Kijab from Boise State, Isaiah Stevens from Colorado State, Orlando Robinson from Fresno, Jordan Shackle from San Diego State, Bryce Hamilton from UNLV, and Justin Bean from the Aggies. And uh, really, that's that's exactly the same as what the media did. Now, uh, the third team, A.J. Walker from Air Force, Desmond Cambridge from Nevada, uh, Makuak Malawak from New Mexico, David Jenkins from UNLV, and Marcus Williams from Wyoming. Again, that's a mirror image of what the media put together. Um, honorable mention, there is a little bit difference there. They only named four in their honorable mentions. There were more players in the media honorable mentions, but Adam Thistlewood from Colorado State, uh, Nathan Mensa from San Diego State, Richard Washington from San Jose, and Hunter Maldonado from Wyoming make it on the honorable mention. Where was uh, Cambridge again? I'm sorry. Uh, Cambridge was on the third team. Wow. Huh. Uh, coaches put together a defensive team. They don't just name a defensive player. They they name a defensive team. Mm-hmm. So Mensa from San Diego State's there. Matt Mitchell is on that. Um. Dyong from UNLV, Marco Anthony, and uh, Nimish Keta from USU on that list. Um, seeing Marco Anthony on the all-defensive team, surprised or fitting? I'm surprised. Not going to lie to you. I mean, he's good. Uh, he's a good defensive player. I don't know if he should have been on the defensive team, though, if we're going to be honest with each other. He's the only guard uh, listed for the all-defensive uh, team. See, I would have put... I thought Shaver was good defensively. Um, you know, even even Sherfield is pretty good defensively. Like he's quick. I mean, he's not going to make a lot. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have a ton of steals. Obviously, doesn't have a lot of blocks. But he just he harasses you defensively. I, 
I think Scherfer would have been another good candidate. I'm happy for Marco. That's great. I'm, I'll take it. Uh, as we mentioned, Matt Mitchell getting the player of the year. Keta, the defensive player of the year. Freshman, Marcus Williams, just like what the media said. Newcomer of the year, Grant Sherfield. That's the same. Absolutely. Sixth man of the year, which the coaches do, but the, uh, the, the media did not do. But that goes to Alfonso Anderson and the coach of the year to Brian Dutcher. And with the coach, I mean, with the media, Dutcher got four votes. Medved got seven uh, I appreciate the media being transparent with how sure. many votes. Maybe not who voted for whom, but at least no, here's the number like of votes for votes. these individuals. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. We don't need to know the names. Just how many votes did each person get? That's that's great. Like, was it a close race for Player of the Year, or were there a lot? Was it a scattering of different guys getting recognition? Yeah, I just man doesn't make any sense. That cat is not the Player of the Year, but again. I think you know Craig Smith and the Aggies are, are are past that now, and they're they're getting ready for the winner of UNLV and Air Force for Thursday night at seven o'clock Mountain Time. I think that's where their heads are at now. And I need to I need to give a correction here. I was wrong. I didn't go far back enough. The uh, Matt Mitchell did receive the very first Player of the Year award for the season from the Mountain West. That was back on November thirtieth mm-hmm. for games played between November twenty fifth and 29th. So he did get at least one player of the year recognition. His teammate, Jordan Shackle, was recognized twice. Wow. Oh, man. How many times did Keto win it? Five? No. Six? (laughs) Seven? Deserving multiple times. He had him multiple times, though, right? Now, I scrolled through pretty fast, but I know I saw him once, at least once. I thought I saw him twice. He should I know be twice. Justin Bean got it once. Because Namish was last week. Oh, that's true. It was Namish and then Justin Bean. So, yeah, I know Namish won it multiple times. So, Bean has, yeah, Namish Keta has won it multiple times. Yeah. Just, it makes no sense to me, man. Uh, Mountain West Tournament for the men gets underway tomorrow in the first round. A couple of games earlier in the day, not nationally televised. You can see them online. But Wyoming and San Jose at noon, UNLV and Air Force at 2.30, Fresno State and New Mexico at 5. Aggie fans, pay attention to that UNLV-Air Force matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's who the Aggies will face on Thursday at 7 o'clock. You think there's any chance for Air Force? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Not really. Yep, I'm with you. Not really seeing that. <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, you can go read about it. CashValleyDaily.com has the results for both the media and the coaches. Now that we've seen that, uh, we saw that the Bleacher Report put together Namiya Keta as the National Defensive Player of the Year. Um, certainly nice recognition there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll see other lists uh, from notable publications coming out in the next few days. Do uh, do other notable publications put uh, Matt Mitchell ahead of Namiya Keta or the other way around? Keep an eye on that very closely. All right, got to take another time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, I want to talk some college football. 
Kansas has let go of Les Miles after that uh, explosive report from LSU about his inappropriate behavior with female staffers and students. Why it took eight years for it to come to light is beyond me, but I'm glad that they did it. Get to the truth, and and, uh, bad actors should not continue to get uh, great opportunities. It's just that's not appropriate. But now Kansas is faced with a decision of where do they go from here? And great piece on The Athletic from Andy Staples. I doubt it's going to work, but, man, it makes you think. We'll discuss that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Hi, my name is Josh Watts, and for three generations, Preston Watts Collision Glass has taken care of all your collision and auto glass needs. Windshield replacement is just one of our specialties. We have certified technicians and the most competitive prices in the valley. We will waive up to $100 off your insurance deductible, give you free rock chip repairs, and to top it off, we'll wash your vehicle inside and out with your windshield replacement. Give us a call at 563-3215. At Preston Watts, we do it right. There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. The Best of Northern Utah brought to you by Thermo Fisher is here and it's time to let your voice be heard. Nominate your favorite businesses now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Have a favorite restaurant? Nominate them. Love where you bought your car or where you get a massage? Nominate them for Best of Northern Utah. Couldn't live without your gym or spa? Nominate them all now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Presented by Thermo Fisher. Come be a part of this growing company. Apply today. Best of Northern Utah. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. Get the delicious hot and spicy McChicken Biscuit and Chicken McGriddles, two for three bucks. Thirsty? Get any size Coke for just one buck. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in on the Full Court Press. Hello, America. 1069 the fan. It is freezing. Uh 9310. Is this Les Miles case more or less serious than the Larry Eustacey one? Um Larry Eustacey was uh hanging out at frat houses partying and yeah. Handing say, out alcohol. I, I, but I, I don't know that he did it go much farther than hey, just it, that? It doesn't matter. Like, Les Miles is, yeah, that's true. Bringing I mean, students to his home and or taking them hey, to their home. And can we? I mean, Les 
Les knows better. He's a grown-up adult. He's married. I mean, and I don't know what exactly went on in those homes. I don't want to know at all, ever. But you wonderful ladies of the world, if someone invites you to their house and you don't know them or you don't have any kind of a personal relationship with them or their spouse or their family, please say no. Like, take, Be protective of yourself and be safe. Don't don't go out with people you don't know personally or the family personally. Um, even if they're as kind and gentle-hearted as it seems that Les Miles may have been, uh, that is not. That is just there's there's no good reason to go. Well, I'm glad that um, that there's more courage to speak up. Yeah, and there are great resources available for Amen. victims. Absolutely, that, you know, inappropriate things have taken place, but LSU fundamentally was. Uh, messed up, not having a Title IX office like they should. That that's bonkers. Not yeah. having the training like they should. I mean, they have the resources. That's just embarrassing. And Kansas not doing its due diligence. I mean, how much of this did they know? I, I don't. Well, it's crazy because I was just seeing an article where it said, uh, you know, uh, the athletic director asked, you know, Les Miles during the interview, is there anything in your past that we need to be aware of? Um, and he said no. And then when the athletic director was after, you know, the whole thing came out. Do you feel like Les Miles lied to you? And he said, well, that's debatable. Well, he, he did lie to you if he said no, but there's something that, that went wrong at LSU. That would be a lie. Easily a lie. You <laughs> we were under investigation for inappropriate activity. So, with- Eric, the question is, you know, Les Miles is now gone. And, and by the way, uh, you know, uh, we hope that those, those victims of Les Miles, in whatever way, shape, or form it was, they are a victim, that, they are, uh, that they'll heal properly and they'll be okay. Um, where does Kansas go from here? Like this program had a uh, trajectory of going on the up with Les Miles as head coach. Now they got to go find a new head coach, and I don't know anybody that wants to walk into that program and be the head coach right now. Great piece by Andy Staples on the Athletic. A few things to consider to chew on about Kansas and what you may be walking into. Okay, they are seven and ninety-eight in Big Twelve play since two thousand nine. That was Mark Mangino's last win as a Kansas coach was against Iowa State in 2009. Since that time, since their last win under Mark Mangino against Iowa State in 2009, they're 7-98 and in conference play. That's a problem. You know, do you remember back in 07? I think it was 07-08, Eric, when Kansas was duking it out with Missouri in the Big 12 title game. I think Kansas went to the Orange Bowl and played Vautech. That feels like so long ago. I mean, that feels like ages and ages ago. So who do you think should be the next head coach? Well, I love this, uh, the, the, just the argument that Andy Staples is making. And that's for Kevin Kelly. Who's Kevin Kelly? I, I think we've spoken about him before in years past, but he's a high school coach, but he is... He loves looking at the numbers and the analytics. Oh, no, not one of these guys. You know, some people say analytics are ruining sports. Yes, they are. But when you look at his teams and what he's doing, man, how is that not entertaining? What do you mean entertaining? <laughs> if it's analytics, it can't be that good. He very rarely punts. He's almost always going for it on fourth down. After scoring, he does an onside kick. And... He never punts and he does an onside he kick every time. He always goes on for onside kicks. 
Here's the other thing. Andy Staples reached out to this guy, Kevin Kelly, and said, hey, would you consider this? And he said, look, feel free to say I will do it for $90,000 per win. They'll be coming out way better than they are now if I don't win. It's an interesting concept. Make it purely merit-based pay. And if they do that, even if this guy has like a tremendous season, they're still paying him less than what they were paying Les Miles. So timeout. The guy never punts. He onsides kick, and he just wants to get paid for each win he has. Right. If it's if it's not working out, they're not out a lot of money on this experiment. But look, this is a guy who does he he looks at the numbers. He even looked and did a, a sample of uh, multiple teams in the Big 12. He got uh, drive data for ACC, Big 12, and SEC teams from Sports Source Analytics. So he's looking at how the college game is doing, and he's looking at the numbers. Like, if you do this, your chances of success go up. If you let this happen, your chances of success go down. Um, like, throw on the first play of the drive, and you go, your chances of winning go up 40%. And stuff like that. But, I mean, it's really, he gets into the weeds on some of this stuff, but it's working. Okay, but it's high school football. If he goes for an onside kick against Oklahoma, they're going to return it back for a touchdown. Well, and that's, you know, the case here is would he employ some of these same tactics with field position against some of these teams that are much bigger and very different? And he'd have to adapt, but. Give a guy a chance. Look, this is a team that was a he coaches a school that's at a lower level, lower division, went up against one of the top teams in Texas. And he, he Andy Staples says he saw this in person. He says Kelly's teams play like they're down 13 with three minutes to go for an entire game. And if he coached in a conventional manner, he probably would have lost by four touchdowns. Instead, he beats this team, this Class 6A team that hadn't lost a game in like 84 straight. He beat him 40 to 13. Oh, jeez. But you in imagine? that game, they did punt for the first time in two years. Wow. Must have been dire straight. What is it, like fourth and 50? Because, <laughs> I mean, okay, so, hey, so tell me if you had that kind of mindset, Eric. Where would be the line you draw on fourth down? Like, would it have to be fourth and 30 to punt? I mean, because fourth and 18, he'd probably go for it, no doubt. Fourth and 20, he's going for it. Fourth and 25, he's probably going for it. Where would you draw the line? I have to defer to you as the situational punter. (laughs) Okay. You you son of a gun. You. That's your specialty. (laughs) Hey, you so bad. (laughs) I think it depends on where you are on the field. If you're backed up in your own 20... Yeah, but if he's never punting... Punt the ball. <laughs> you know what's funny? is I remember the days when uh, when I used to play NCAA football, and I would be up like... I'd be up like three, and it's four and three on my own 30. I'm going for it. Not a big deal. And Kirk Herbstreit would just chew me a new one. What a bad decision. Even if I get 30 yards, it was not a good decision. Well, you know what, Kirk? How did your Ohio State football career go, buddy? I I highly doubt a team like Kansas, a Power 5 program, is going to hire somebody who's a Look, current high it, school coach. It couldn't go any worse. But somebody it in college, go any worse. somebody in college football, give this guy a chance you just for to. our own entertainment oh, to see man, if it'll please. work. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, it couldn't go any worse. <laughs> That's true. Seriously, you had less miles there. Come on now. Oh. Give your boy a chance. Another quick timeout here in the full court press, and uh, we'll let you know what's coming up next hour. Utah Jazz have made some moves. We'll get into our stat and our player of the week. It's all coming up next in the full court press. Girls, insist he take you to Jarek's. Picking out your wedding ring is an experience you will never forget. Come to a place where the mood is right and the setting is perfect for romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan. The perfect collection of memorable designs, classic creation, and modern marvels. If you want an intimate, romantic experience you will never forget, then insist he takes you to Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarek's. The Best of Northern Utah brought to you by Thermo Fisher is here and it's time to let your voice be heard. Nominate your favorite businesses now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Have a favorite restaurant? Nominate them. Love where you bought your car or where you get a massage? Nominate them for Best of Northern Utah. Couldn't live without your gym or spa? Nominate them all now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Presented by Thermo Fisher. Come be a part of this growing company. Apply today. Best of Northern Utah. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Keep the texts coming in. It's been great. We always love to get the interaction from the audience. Sure. Andre maybe not... <laughs> He maybe has a different opinion about that. <laughs> a lot of these texts are usually directed his way. Without any wrongdoing on my end. Uh, next hour, we'll talk about uh, who our player of the week was. So we'd love to get your nominations. Who stood out to you and what they were able to do. Uh, we'd also like to, uh, we're going to do our stat that blew our minds. Utah Jazz have made a roster move. Do you agree? Will that help them? You pretty much just got Tony Bradley back. No. Yes, yeah, you pretty much did. Guy who's soft. He's like 60 years old in the league in NBA years. I what are we doing? Depth. Depth. Adding depth. I'd rather have Tony Bradley. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. Just okay. Saying. Well, you know who that is, what kind of an impact he may or hey, may not make. And what we need to talk about is one year Jazz. ago. You know, sports died, really, for... The world changed. Yeah. You know, one year ago, and kind of your thought process as we went through it, and as a show, you know, what it was like, so... I remember it very well, being in this very room, sitting where I am right now. Yeah. As it was starting to unfold, trying to figure out what is going on in Oklahoma City. Amen. Why aren't they starting the game? Broadcast is late. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Hard to believe it was a year ago. Uh, all that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Stick around. I'd uh, love to get your feedback as well. Who stood out to you in the field of play, whatever it was that they did, whomever it was, 435-339-0321 on the Full Court Press. Game to run the 
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Our long NFL contract nightmare is over, finally. The Dallas Cowboys reaching a long-term agreement with QB Dak Prescott. The final numbers are huge. Four years, $160 million, $126 million guaranteed. Feels like the two sides have been negotiating forever. Maybe that's because they have been, and because we overcovered the Cowboys. Prescott would have earned over $37 million this season under the franchise tag. Reaching a long-term deal makes sense. Dallas wasn't great with Dak under center last year, but they were a lot worse when he broke his ankle in Week 5. Despite the injury, Prescott has established himself as one of the more consistent quarterbacks in the league. He put up big stats, and everyone in the building seems to love him. Now that the negotiations are over, the talking point will shift to how good can the Cowboys be? Paying Dak may end up being comparatively the easy part. Making this team come together and playing at an elite level? Well, that could be a greater challenge. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. With their new Epic Speed Driver, Callaway is framing the future of speed. Using a jailbreak speed frame structure that connects the sole and crown, they're reducing the head's twisting and deformation at impact. This means more energy stays in the driver face and transfers to the ball. More energy to the ball means more ball speed. Jailbreak Speed Frame is in Epic Speed and the forgiving Epic Max and the tour-preferred Epic Max LS. Explore Epic Drivers at CallawayGolf.com Epic. Guys, there's one thing we all face, and it's age. It's inevitable. But we don't have to let age beat us. We can still feel good, strong, lean, and that's why I take M-Drive, the supplement, every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. You get energized, stronger, leaner. You can hear it in my voice. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. M-Drive's available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. M-Drive. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvison. Do you want know to figure it out today? Do you know that the lyrics to Danger Zone? So it, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Highway to the Danger Zone? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm in the Danger Zone. Like, that just sounds no, so much it better even than make sense. Highway Danger Highway to the Danger Zone. No, I'm going to the Danger Zone. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Les Olson IT. Visit lesolson.com to learn more. You asked, begged, and even pleaded, and the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. what you need to know. The road to Indianapolis continues this evening with conference tournament action across the nation. Five tournament champions will earn automatic bids from the Colonial Northeast Horizon Summit and West Coast Conferences. Tonight, the ACC opened up their conference tournament with first round action. Miami was a 79-73 winner over Pittsburgh. Duke clobbered Boston College 86-51. Coming up shortly, it'll be Wake Forest and Notre Dame. 14 finalists named for the Basketball Hall of Fame among those still in consideration. Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber, 
and Villanova coach Jay Wright. The entire class will be announced at the Final Four. The deadline is passed for franchise tags in the NFL. It goes to Allen Robinson in Chicago. The Saints assign the tag to Marcus Williams, their safety. And the Buccaneers say Chris Godwin is their franchise tag receiver. The Raiders traded tackle Trent Brown to the Patriots. I'm Ralph Irvin. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Always love to have you on as part of the show, and you can be a part of the show if you text in with a comment, an opinion, or a disagreement, 435-339-0321. A couple different things we talked about last hour, Mountain West coaches uh, and the official Mountain West postseason awards were handed out today and announced today. Namish Keta, Defensive Player of the Year. Alfonso Anderson, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, Nimi and Marco Anthony on the All-Defensive Team. Justin Bean is a second teamer. Uh, Nimi is a first team, All-Mountain West. But the biggest point of debate is that Matt Mitchell from San Diego State named the Conference Player of the Year. Uh, Brian Dutcher from San Diego State named the Coach of the Year. Those are the two big variants from what the media announced on Monday, pretty much everything else was exactly the same. We don't know how many votes these people got, what the disparity too was, to who it. else got votes. Too freaking scared to announce it. The, you know, the cowards uh, will only say who the ultimate winners were. Um, Andre, I just went through the numbers, okay? I, I'm really interested to hear this. Thanks for doing the work, by the way. I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. So the, every week, the Mountain West will announce a player of the week. Uh-huh. And, it, yeah, it makes sense that they do this, right? It's a good thing to do. Which player had a great week? Yeah. Let's recognize Play it. Play two games a week, absolutely. Let us celebrate what they did. Okay, very first week, it's Matt Mitchell. Way to go, Matt Mitchell from San Diego State. Open things up. Matt Mitchell gets the first recognition from the Mountain West. <laughs> How many times since then does he get recognized? That's a big old goose egg. Are you so only once did he get that award? Once. His teammate, Jordan Shackle, was recognized twice. Can't we make an argument that Matt Mitchell may not even be the best player on his own team? Wow. <sighs> Derek Olson Jr. was recognized twice. Namiya Keta was recognized twice. Justin Bean has a recognition. Uh, David Roddy, he was recognized once. Um, but, um, yeah, only one time for Matt Mitchell, and that was early in the year. So, if it's okay, maybe we're missing something. You know, maybe he was a good player consistently. Maybe not the best player 
you know, multiple times during the week. But let's look at just the head-to-head. You know, where does Matt Mitchell compare to some of the other players, those top players? Uh, Grant Sherfield scores more per game, has a very similar shooting percentage at the free throw line and in the field. Uh, he maybe doesn't get as many rebounds a game as Matt Mitchell does, but he has way more assists per game, mm-hmm. has more steals per game. Grant Sherfield, maybe we should consider him. David Roddy, what about him from Colorado State? He scores more than Matt Mitchell. Has a better field goal percentage. Very similar free throw percentage. He certainly rebounds more per game. He has more assists per game. Not as many steals, but he has more blocks. Four times as many blocks. What about Derek Austin Jr. at Boise State? He scores more than Matt Mitchell does. But he also has a higher shooting volume too. Same shooting percentage. Real? Yeah, no. Like what I mean is like he shoots the ball a lot more. Yeah, he scores points. He's he, a you could make the argument. He's a bigger, times, more important factor 10, to his team. Points. Forty-five percent from the field, eighty-six percent at the line. Very similar. Uh, not quite as many rebounds per game as Matt Mitchell. He does have more assists per game. Not quite as many steals. Give Matt Mitchell that. He has more blocks. And then the crown jewel here, Namiyash Keta. How do they how does he compare to Matt Mitchell? When you look at conference scoring, they're even. Field goal percentage, Keta is a higher percentage. Free throw percentage, give that one to Matt Mitchell. Rebounds per game. Nimi by like four rebounds, four and a half rebounds more per game. Assists per game, Nimi gets more assists per game than Matt Mitchell. Steals per game, pretty even. But then let's go to blocks. Nimi has 75 blocks on the year compared to Matt Mitchell's four. <laughs> when you put them head to head, Ajay, it, it's Nimi. Off, offensively and defensively. How he impacts the game on both ends of the court. It's silly. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I, I mean, I've just I've run out of words. I've run out of things to describe what Nimi means to the Utah State basketball team, which finished in second place, both on the offensive and the defensive side of the court. I just, I don't know what, I don't know what you're supposed to say. Other than we're disappointed in the coaches. Yeah, I <laughs> makes several of us. Yeah, it makes several of us. I I just don't get it. Uh, by the way, Leon Rice texts in. Uh, if you never punt, do you need to use a scholarship on a punter? No. Would that no. save money? Also, save it. Go get a quarterback or you, receiver. There's no requirement that you have to have yeah. a scholarship for each but, position. Yeah. You do have a set number of scholarships, but how you divvy it up is totally up to you. Yep. Uh, Coach Rice also texts in, the reason they say highway to the danger zone is because the fighter jet is leaving the aircraft carrier and heading off to fight some other fighter jets. Uh, no. I'm... Thanks, Coach. I love how we've established the on Rice is 9315. <laughs> that is, is the best Rice. thing in the world. Um, no, it doesn't even make sense because he's leaving on a it's a, why don't you call it a freeway or a driveway or a avenue? 
Avenue to the Danger Zone. Just saying. But that doesn't oh, have the same level of it ring make, to it. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Doesn't make any sense, whatever. Uh, hey, Boise uh, State, by the way, speaking of Coach Rice, yep. um, their second best player, maybe second most impactful player, Abu Kijab, uh, doubtful. I guess he separated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he may not be available in the early rounds in the Mountain West. He might be available later in the week. But I guess uh, in Coach Rice's media availability today, a lot of media members were pestering him, trying to get some some idea, and uh, he wasn't having it. <laughs> well, they were just asking and trying to be you know, doing their due diligence and uh, wasn't really giving them any answers. So that could be a major blow to Boise State. Huge. Gonna, it's going to really hurt them. Um, and when they have to either go up against the second-best player in the conference, Matt Mitchell, or they face Namish Keta, it's going to be a problem. So, yeah. Uh, you can read the full Mountain West release about the postseason awards on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, compare that with the media awards that were handed out uh, yesterday. But to be clear, what was announced today, those are the official awards from the Mountain West uh, that were released today. And it, like, like we said earlier, I mean, this should do nothing more than just add fuel to the fire for Utah State. They've got a lot to prove. Not only do they have something to prove to the NCAA selection committee, they have something to prove to all the other coaches in the Mountain West. That Namish Keta is the most impactful. Now, did he start as the most impactful player? Yeah. I well, don't know. You don't think so? I think he was he was a better defensive player earlier in the year, and then his offense came along. You're talking about Namish, right? Yes. Really? Fair enough. Look, we were having conversations earlier in the year. People were like, "Hey, this what's has has Namish regressed? He's That's not scoring true. as much." It's a good point. But he was clearly doing things better defensively. Defensively, so yeah. I was not worried about him in the slightest. But as the season went on, he gained more and more confidence. Then teams didn't know how to guard him. He developed a better touch around the rim. Didn't turn the ball over, and became much more of an offensive threat. Uh, in the second half of the season. And I don't know, maybe some coaches are holding that against him, that he wasn't as consistent from start to finish. But, man, who... I, I just, the way he impacts the game offensively and defensively, there's no one like him in the, in the Mountain West. Not even close. On both ends, not even close. And, and and again, the dominant. I mean, you've you've already told the numbers, and I think it sits pretty well. And San Diego State's going to say, "Well, Matt Mitchell's, you know, on the best team is the best player, so on and so forth." They they don't get how the award works, and it's all right. We're going to go beat there, you know what? You know, on Saturday in the Mount West Conference Championship, so it's fine. Like I said, it might bug me ish now, but when we go beat San Diego State for the conference championship and win the whole dang thing, back to back to back conference champions. Going to the big dance. Sounds pretty nice. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Nobody remembers who the player of the year in the conference is three years from now. But people are going to know who won the conference championship three years in a row here. Uh, that's a fair point, too. 
That is true. Um, by the way, just a, an update on the uh, Mountain West um, net rankings. Not a lot of movement, as you would suspect, because they're not playing games right now. Uh, they're affected by other teams that are in action. San Diego State's still at 21. Boise's at 43. Utah State's at 48. Colorado State is at 50. Uh, Colorado State is still in, a, in in more brackets than Utah State is. And I know that has a lot of people baffled. I can understand that. Utah State is ahead of Colorado State in the standings in the Mountain West. Utah State is ahead of Colorado State in the net rankings. But Colorado State has a slightly better non-conference strength of schedule. And Utah State has two quad three losses on their resume. Everything good that Utah State has done has been in their own arena. So that's the big knock against the Aggies right now. That's why this week is so So big. big. Got to make it to at least the championship. Win it all, absolutely. Punch your ticket, make it automatic. That is the only sure thing. But I think that if they make it to the conference title game, that means they will have defeated Colorado State. On a neutral site, in a neutral court, that's a quad one win. That helps Utah State, I think, punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. And I think it eliminates Colorado State, unfortunately. Think it does? Unless it's Boise State who beats San Diego State in the semi. Wait, explain. I, I think that if if Boise State knocks out San Diego State, well, actually, yeah. If Boise State knocks out San Diego State, it might open an opportunity for four teams to get in. Okay, that may okay. I'm but with I think you. it's more of a stretch. I'm with you. I think if Boise State knocks off San Diego State, I think there's an surety to have three teams in. But it's San Diego State and either Utah State, Boise State, or Colorado State. Two yeah. of those three will make it. I don't <laughs> think all three of those will. Who do you want to face in the title game? San Diego State or Boise State? Who do you want personally? Boise State. No kidding. Okay. Just because it's a grudge match. Yeah, he's lost to them. But you don't think San Diego State's going to be a grudge match now? Well, look, Utah State beat them twice. Uh, I It's tough to beat a good team three times. times yeah. Matt Mitchell wasn't there in game two. Yeah. They're going to have something to prove. Uh, they're not going to like how the last couple of uh, conference title games played out. Boise State. Yeah, and and I don't I, and I don't know this a hundred percent for sure, but I can get the feeling that Craig Smith and Leon Rice are not the biggest fans of each other. They're not going out for uh, yeah sodas after they're the not game. Definitely not sharing a uh, sprite on the rocks by any means of the stretch. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, you know what? I think Raleigh Wooster's salivating at that matchup too. He didn't get a play against Boise, and he'd like them back. He was there. He didn't get a play, and I think he wants – I know there's a couple guys on that team that want Boise State really badly, really badly. <clears throat> For the good of the conference, San Diego State, you need to lose to Boise State so we can get them in the championship, so Utah State's in the championship. 
then three teams at least can go to the tournament. But Leon Rice, is, uh, he's, he's never got his team to the championship. Nope. Falters when it matters most, doesn't he? Do you think, Kate, well, never mind. I was about to ask, you know, what, what sounds more, what makes more sense? Do you think that Boise State loses to Nevada or loses to San Diego State? Assuming San Diego State gets to the semifinal, which is a pretty high assumption. Would you would you see Boise State losing to Nevada in the first round or beating Nevada and losing to San Diego State? Say that one more time. I got to look at my bracket to follow this. Okay, so San Diego State and Boise State are in the same bracket. Right. As Boise State plays Nevada in game number one on Thursday. Right. Do you think Boise State loses to Nevada in the first round, or do you think it's more likely that they would beat Nevada and lose to San Diego State in the second round? Ooh, without key jab, that's a – I don't know. Without – and see, yeah, not having key jab is going to be a monster problem for them against against Nevada, but it's going to be dang near impossible to beat San Diego State. I think it's probably still more likely Boise State versus San Diego, San Diego State. State. But – that's a tall order. I mean, they struggled against Nevada in the regular season. And if Sherfield and Cambridge catch fire, you're in deep trouble. And you got and you got to make sure. And I've said this so many times before. You got to make sure Derek Olson Jr. doesn't get a, get ahead of himself. Don't try to take over a game when you don't need to. You know, allow allow the team to be a part of the game and allow it to be a team concept in trying to win a basketball game. Don't get individualistic. There's no need for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think maybe that's been the problem. That that was a problem last year when they were up by like ten on San Diego State. Started going ISO, and hero then all ball. of a sudden it was just like this Derek Olson show, and he went like three for seventeen. I mean, he took some bad shots too, really dumb shots, and he has a tendency to do that sometimes to shoot his team out of a basketball game when it doesn't need to be happening. Hey Amen. That's true. All right, uh, coming up next year in the full court press, let's get into our stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Also, Utah Jazz making a roster announcement today. Do you like the addition? What service does it serve? Or what purpose does it serve? got Tony Bradley back. It's awesome. To be clear, it's not Tony Bradley. (laughs) Might as well be. Clear up any confusion. (laughs) Uh, And if you want to weigh in, I'd love to get your your nominations for who you thought the player of the week should be. Who stood out to you and what they did over this past week? 435-339-0321 right here on the Full Court Press. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. You're invited. Come learn how to make informed decisions for your retirement, Medicare, and Social Security benefits. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, March 18th at 7 p.m., come to our free seminar at our office. We will answer your Medicare and Social Security questions. Come learn about your options the third Thursday, March 18th. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited to allow distancing. Call 752-9493. Now is the time to visit with the professionals at Great Basin Graphics for the perfect t-shirt or new clothing design for spring. T-shirts and employee clothing continue to be a favorite and a great way to advertise your business while on the move. With the best screen printer in town along with the equipment and knowledge to create custom clothing at great prices, Great Basin Graphics is sure to make you look. Great Basin Graphics will design, screen print, and embroider everything and anything. Google Great Basin Graphics or visit their new location at 966 West 400 North.
Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily there was a shop, and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry because your car is what we're all about. At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East, 1175 North. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. Tiger Woods was driving way too fast on a road nobody should drive fast on. He has, through the years, liked driving fast. It mirrors his life. And as one of the great writers of the 20th centuries once wrote, F. Scott Fitzgerald, find me a hero and I'll write you a tragedy. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the Full Court Press. Wow, that blew my mind. Yes, it's on a Tuesday where we give our stat that blew our minds. Our player of the week as well. Ajay, since you always um, accuse me of stealing your thunder. Which I, you do. I, I need to make sure and then I you give bully you the me chance to go first. You bully me for it. We should grow up a little bit. Uh, according to Elias, uh, Elias Sports Bureau, Eric, UNC Greensboro's Isaiah Miller tallied 25 points, 12 boards, 6 assists, and the Spartans win over Mercer in the South Conference title in a trip to the Big Dance. The last player with a 25-10-5 game in any conference tournament final was... Do you know this answer? Uh, I do not know this answer. How about Weber State's Damian Lillard? Oh. Did Ooh. it. In uh, his first conference tournament in the final, he had... Uh, they didn't actually didn't say what the stats are, but he was the last guy to pull that off. That's saucy. Damian Lillard. Love it. Uh, let's see. My stat, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are just playing incredible basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about how when you get to 20 wins, that's kind of the magic number for the uh, NCAA Tournament Committee. And this year is as hard as any to get to that uh, because of a truncated season, not as many games. But Gonzaga... They not only hit 20, they hit 25. And that means it's their 14th straight season of at least 25 wins. That is incredible. 25 straight, excuse me, 14 straight seasons of at least 25 wins. And the other thing that's impressive about what they've done this year specifically um, they've had uh, 22 of those 25 wins, and they're currently on a 22-game streak here of uh, beating their teams by at least double digits. Their streak of double-digit wins now stands at 22. They are the only team in Division One over the last 60 years to win 22 in a row by 10 or more. That's incredible. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) 
That's pretty awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, that guy, and Gonzaga's got BYU tonight, right? In their conference yeah. final. Championship game of the yeah. West Coast Conference. And, I mean, BYU's exhausted. They went through an overtime battle with uh, Pepperdine, Pepperdine last night in a late game um, and, and had to duke it out with them. So they're running on pure fumes right now going into tonight's game. That's that's a tough ask of the Cougars. Um, and this this Gonzaga team, I think, what, they've seen each other in the last three Western Conference or Coast titles, whatever that is, tournament titles. And um, it's going to be a huge, huge ask of these Cougars to have a shot against this team. All right, who stood out to you as your player of the week? Okay, so I know we talked about it um, a little bit already, but I thought Alfonso Anderson uh, was so good against Fresno State. I know he only had 11 points and four boards, um, but it's just the, the, the presence he had on the court to go out and start and to not change anything he does to be Alfonso Anderson and, and to be as productive as he was, especially in, uh, you know, defensively, I thought he was really good. Um, yeah, I thought Alfonso uh, was my was my player of the, uh, of the week, especially after that Fresno State performance. I feel like I kind of have to cheat a little here sure. on this one. I have a hard time giving it to a single player, so I'm going to give it to a team. Okay. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Skyview girls basketball team. Good one. Who last week... In the high, the 4A UHSAA <clears throat> state championship, beat Ridgeline, a team that was a higher seed than them, beat Desert Hills, which was also a higher seed than them, and beat Logan, who was a higher seed than them, won those three games by four points, three points, and two points. Gutsy, gutsy wins by the Skyview girls team, uh, girls uh, basketball team on their way to a 4A state championship, their third title uh, in their program's history. Um, a great team effort. I think that's what was really stood out to me from watching Skyview is that they had a lot of great contributors. Uh, Logan has Amber Karchner, who is just amazing, and she had a great run individually, but Skyview as a team – Shared the ball, had a lot of great uh, players digging in and making great plays. So for me, I'm cheating a little bit, but I'm giving my player of the week recognition to the girls of Skyview girls basketball. Good one. I like it. That's a good one. Boy, that was a fun game. That was a fun week, wasn't it? Ridgeline made a run at it. Skyview boys made a run at it. Skyview girls, low and girls compete for the 4A title. Great stuff all the way around. Preston makes it to its sixth yeah. straight yep. title game. Which was really impressive, too. Fell a little bit short, but uh, six straight title game appearances for the Preston Indians. That's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Way to go. Uh, that wrapped up the high school basketball season. Now we're shifting into the spring sports, soccer, baseball. Baseball's going to be interesting, too. Um you know, I, I need, we need to get some coaches on here for soccer and baseball, too, just to kind of get a feel of what's going to be happening, softball, whatever. Um, you know, you're going to – baseball is going to be really interesting. Mountain, Chris, and Ridgeline both lose a ton of talent, to, you know, with seasons that they didn't even have. How do they rebound? Green Canyon's got, you know, uh, uh, four seniors that could be really, really special for this team. And Bear River's still on the uh, – you know, out there. And, and Scavio loses a ton of talent. I'm not sure where they're going to fall this year. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun baseball season. And you bring up a good point. Most other sports had at least some degree of competition. Yep. The sports that we're coming into now didn't have anything, anything. last year. Yep. Totally robbed. 
of uh, of an opportunity to to compete. That is terrible. But yeah, what do they look like this year? Despite what happened to them a year ago, really big questions for them. Uh, can I give an honorable mention for player? Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo in the All Star game. Why? Why? He did not miss a shot. Oh, uh, who, dude? He took like twenty dunks. He had three three pointers. No. What you're going to give it to Giannis? Why don't you give it to he Damian did something Lillard? that has never been done before in an All Star game. He was 100% from the field. Well, that's because he's like, like, what, 10 of his points were dunks. How many points did he have? It was like 36 or you something You don't even like know? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. He's also the only player. Well, he, he joins, I should say, he joins Michael Jordan and Kevin Garnett as the only players to win an MVP, All-Star Game MVP, and Defensive Player of the Year award. Okay, that's good. So he had 35 on 16 of 16 shooting. Not shabby. Yeah. Okay, no, hold on. But let's see, I was 35 points. He, let's see, nine of them came from three. So 35 minus four is 26. So 26 points came uh, at the hoop, one foot from the rim when he's seven feet tall. That's your player of the game? Not... Not it's uh, an honorable mention. Not Steph Curry, who had twenty eight. Oh, points. as far as just how he did get recognized as yeah. the MVP. Eight of, the of sixteen game. from three. Damian Lillard, eight of sixteen from three. And they're pulling up from half court. Yon, oh hey, by the way, speaking of NBA, see the NBA finalist list? Or uh NBA uh Hall of Fame finalist list, Rick Alderman? No. Chris Bosch is on the list. Michael Cooper, Paul Pierce. Um, the first NBA or first black NBA head coach, Bill Russell. Jay Wright is on the list. Ilana Griffith, Marianne Marion Stanley, Lauren Jackson, and then returning finalists will be Lita Andrews, Marques Johnson, uh, Ben Wallace, and Chris Webber. Chris Webber ain't getting in. Ben Wallace might. Maybe. Tim Hardway Why, why would you say Ben Wallace over Chris Webber? Because Ben Wallace won a ring? No, Ben Wallace was a defensive player. The, like, he changed the defense of like, that middle 2000s era of basketball. He was the one lone guy that could dominate Shaq. Nobody else could like Ben Wallace did, in the, even in those four games. Ben Wallace brought a new intensity to defense. Kevin Garnett re- got, was rejuvenated by watching that, went to Boston and kind of brought that into Boston. But Ben Wallace was a – that defense of the Pistons was incredible, and he was the catalyst of it. Chris Weber had a great career in Sacramento. Did he, though? Regular season. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Here we go again. Paul Pierce, do you think he makes it? Yeah. Why? He had a great, great career as a ring. He had a, well, I don't know if he had a great career. I mean, he had a good stretch with Garnett, Allen, and Rondo. Won a ring. Yeah, but they the went there MVP. to play with him. They went to Boston because Paul Pierce was there. But that should put you in the Hall of Fame? Chris oh, Bosh. because he was okay. having a good career. Okay, well then Chris Bosh. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? 
Chris Bosh was a good player in Toronto before he went to Miami and finally got some rings. But he was part of a championship team and won multiple championships. So so do you have to be a champion to be in the Hall of Fame then? I don't I mean I don't, No. Carl Malone and John Stockton are Hall of Famers. Charles Barkley. Who Gary would argue Payton. against those guys being Hall of Famers? Okay, but one's a steals leader, the other's like second in points. So that probably isn't the fairest debate there. But Chris Ball okay, so if I were if I were to guess, I think Rick Alden makes it. Um, ninth winning his coach in NBA history. No, I didn't think that uh, Tracy McGrady's a, a no, a and I don't favorite. think Yao Ming was either. Um, well, that was purely political. Oh yeah. Oh goodness, you're spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Had nothing to do with his career because he didn't do anything in his career in basketball on the court. Uh, just he was a decent player, but he didn't have a lot of longevity. No, I, you know, I mean, he was an okay didn't player. Go very, didn't go deep in the playoffs at all. He went to the first round. That was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. He and he got carried by McGrady doing it. Uh, Chris Bosh, I think, might make it. Paul Pierce, I, Jay Wright's an interesting one. He's a two-time NCAA national champion. He's had a great. Coaching and now career. he's the assistant of the Olympic team under yeah. Popovich and Kerr. Um, so maybe he makes it. Michael Cooper. No way. Uh, no way, right? NBA All-Defensive First Team Selection. Oh, he's a five-time NBA champion and a five-time yeah. NBA All-Defensive First Team Selection. I'm yeah. sorry. I think Michael Cooper was a good player. That was more 80s. Interesting. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting list. So with that list, by the way, remember... That they have rescheduled last year's uh, NBA Hall of Fame because of COVID. And that Hall of Fame includes Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and Kobe Bryant. So, whoever makes this one, just know you're going to get overshadowed. A lot. Let's see. So, it's scheduled for May 14th through the 16th of 2021. And at... uh, at the Mohegan Sun. Yeah, wow. Michael <clears throat> Cooper played his entire career with the Lakers from the 78-79 season. We only played three games that year. but So basically from 79 to 80, all the way through 89-90. Didn't necessarily score a ton of points. But he was he was doing things all over the floor. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But to have him now being considered for the Hall of Fame, kind of crazy, isn't it? Like uh, he was a yeah part Too of a late. really good team, and he helped that team. Yeah, but was he individually a Hall of Famer? Maybe that's why it's so late in getting him recognized. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't know if he'll make it. Honestly, is he worthy? Probably, but this this list is too tough. I think Paul Bosch. I think Weber even makes it. Ben Wallace. That's it's a tough list to beat. All right, uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Let's continue talking about the NBA. Utah Jazz making some roster moves. They've uh, added a, a veteran to Tony their lineup. Bradley. Welcome back, dog. He's not Tony Bradley. He might as well. That's his new nickname. 
Uh, Until he proves it. He's got to earn. He's got to earn me be calling, his, calling him by his name. Well, they'll let you know who he is and how he might help the Jazz, or does he really fill a purpose at all? We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press. There is a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. The Cash Valley Media Group Home and Garden Show, presented by Anderson Seed and Garden, is March 26th and 27th at the Eccles Ice Center. For 25-plus years, thousands of people have enjoyed this fun and helpful home show. Main Street access, great parking, and thousands of visitors make it perfect for your business. Reserve your space today. Google Cash Valley Home and Garden Show for details or call 752-1390. All COVID precautions will be taken. The Best of Northern Utah brought to you by Thermo Fisher is here and it's time to let your voice be heard. Nominate your favorite businesses now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Have a favorite restaurant? Nominate them. Love where you bought your car or where you get a massage? Nominate them for Best of Northern Utah. Couldn't live without your gym or spa? Nominate them all now at bestofnorthernutah.com. Presented by Thermo Fisher. Come be a part of this growing company. Apply today. Best of Northern Utah. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Twenty-four years ago today, notorious B.I.G. died. Really? Yeah. Wasn't he shot? Yes. I remember Puff Daddy doing a song about him. Uh, kind of like a remake of uh, Sting's "Every Breath You Take," and he just called "I'll Be Missing You." It's oh, it's so good. That's a good song. Glad about that. Uh, so, speaking of things that happened in the past, it's been a year. Since Rudy Gobert touched the microphones, Jazz were at Oklahoma City. We were here on the full court press talking about um, what might happen with different conference tournaments because there was Ivy League had decided to not do theirs. The Big East was debating about continuing on theirs without fans. 
And we're and we're also previewing the matchup against Oklahoma City Thunder for the Utah Jazz. And I remember signing off and still being in the studio trying to figure a few things out and listening to David Locke, like the there's something strange going on here. The teams have come out, they've gone back in, they've come back out. We're not sure what's going on. And I was like stuck. I was glued here. Like, what's going on? What's happening? And then they said that uh, Rudy hadn't been feeling well and Emmanuel Moutier hadn't been feeling well. And at that moment, I thought, oh, my gosh, they have COVID. Turns out it was only Rudy. But once it became real in the public's eye, everything really started to shut down after that. Rudy Gobert became public patient zero, and everything changed and, and, after his and, public and, diagnosis. Yeah, public patient zero and enemy number one in the world. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone blamed Rudy. And it was, I mean, still to stay, everyone's like, well, Rudy didn't take it serious. And I'm like, are you taking it serious or did you take it serious or are you out in Florida partying? What about all those 20,000 people who filled the arena? Exactly. Did they take it serious? Yeah, they take it serious. Yeah. Rudy's going to get the blame for that and it's unfortunate. And he did make a mistake and he owned up to it. I, the Jazz didn't back him up, though. But the Jazz kind of left him out to dry. And that's on Gail Miller. She made the mistake. There was a lot of frustration within the Jazz organization. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gary was saying, not Gary, excuse me, Rudy was frustrated. Uh, Don was frustrated with Rudy. Team was kind of hedging out from each other. And, I mean, all these reports were coming out. It was, I mean, it was major damage control for the PR team of the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, I remember I was at home. I was, uh, I just got myself some dinner and I was at home. And, I, I, and like you, I turned on the radio to 106.9 FM. And was getting ready to listen to the Jazz game. And it had been just a bit until I got home. So the game had already started. And we come back from a commercial break. And David Locke's just, he's sitting there kind of in limbo mode. And he says, I don't know what's going on. But both teams are now leaving the floor. They're going back to the locker room. And there are some gentlemen in suits who are talking to the referees. And that's when it kind of hit me. Like, I had just been in Vegas for the Mount West Conference Tournament. Sam Merrill had won it. The Aggies were going to the dance, and I was getting ready to. I was kind of going through options of uh, where we might be ending up at, so I can get my flight planned and all to uh, head to the NCAA tournament. And then it just and then there was like a big celebration party going on for the basketball team, and I was supposed to be there, and then it got canceled. And that's when it kind of hit me that, oh my gosh, like after the team had to, uh, Oklahoma City and Utah postpone their game. That's when it kind of hit me that this is real. Things are about to get really different. And and the thing is, Eric, is I remember when you and I would talk, we thought we had to be over by June, July, <laughs> that we would have college yes. football back, fans in the stands. Everything would be back to normal. We just need to get through these next few months, and we'll be okay. I remember, like, there was a time when sports or ESPN was playing classic games on TV. That's what they were doing for like five months because there was no content. I mean, it was amazing. They were playing classic games. Because right, <laughs> there, was, there was nothing. There was nothing. nothing. There was nothing. They had nothing. And like you'd listen to Colin Coward the next day. He didn't have anything to talk about. 
and you and I had long discussions oh, like, what man. are we going to do? Yeah. I remember we like, said we down. can talk about yeah a few things. We can I, reminisce about a few things. Do you remember? Yeah, and lists. we were like, let's get some interviews put together. And I remember we talked with Will Wheelwright and our program director, and and said, do we do we stop the show? Do we suspend the show until sports comes back? And we didn't know when that would be. Um, and I remember you and I sitting down, and we said the and we and we told each other. I think you told me, and I agreed. The listeners need this content, one way or another. Even if it's like dry as you honestly could be, content they needed us because for one to two hours a day, we were going to get them through a uncertain world, and we did our best. I don't know if we did it great, but we did our best for our listeners to get them through one to two hours of radio, and one to two hours of the day of COVID. And to try to keep things as normal as possible. And I think to this very day, we made the right decision. Whether we had good shows or not during then, I don't care. Well, I do care. But <laughs> it's it was I, it, we, we made the right decision the whole entire time. And I stand by that decision still today. What a crazy 12 months it's been. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, crazy. I, I mean, Eric, we're, we're, we're going back to the conference tournament and we have no fans. Yeah, and we're not out of the woods. Like We still got a couple months still to go. I mean, trends are great right now. Yeah. And let's all pray that it continues that way. Mask mandates being lifted, I think, April 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what I heard? Between all the vaccinations and just flat-out herd immunity, uh, the numbers are going down. It doesn't mean that some people might not still get sick. We still need to be you know, careful and mindful. But more and more people are going to sporting events. More people are yeah. now starting to go to theater and concerts. It's, it's good. Oh, so good. It's good, and I and you know, dude, I've I've was, I was watching some old games from. I was actually watching a couple, you know, Aggie games from last year, and with crowds, and I miss it. I miss it. And you know what's gonna be really sad is Maui's conference tournament has no fans, no fans at all. I know this last week, everybody was like, "Happy Sam Merrill Day!" You know, the memory of the shot uh, over San Diego State, and just watching that replay over and over again, and the fan reaction, it's like. Oh gosh, that's so special and it's not to have be there. that, and it won't be there. It will be. It'll, it'll be honest. And I was watching it'll be your the, bench. I was watching the BYU Pepperdine game, and that's what they're doing too. No fans, and it just—it's different. It's uncomfortable. Um, but the great thing is, spring football comes back starting next Monday. It will be open to the public. Uh, social distancing will be required. Um, but Chicago Cubs announced they're going to have twenty percent capacity. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz maybe up their attendance after the mask mandates out. That they maybe say, you know, let's add some more fans in there and let's include a, you know, some more people in there to be able to watch the Jazz play. And it's just it's crazy. When this started in March, we all said we're going to be out of it by July, and then all of a sudden football season's going to be canceled. Then it's happening, but it's limited games. Um. You've seen cancellation of football games. We've seen cancellation of basketball games. It's it's still. I mean, when when the NBA basketball bubble came back, I was so excited that sports was back. I didn't care if there were fans or not. I just wanted sports back. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a different world. And now, I mean, AAA baseball is being delayed for another month because of uncertainty with COVID. <laughs> uh, it's been nuts. But thank you for being along the ride yeah, with us. 
Honestly, and you know what? You're the right. The feedback's been great. You're right. You're 100%. Having the interaction with the audience. Our listeners are incredible. Awesome. They, are the, they are the freaking best. They really are, Eric. I mean, for for five, six, whatever it was, months, we were just, we were trying to make it through an hour of the show, giving our listeners the best chance to be able to, you know, like we said, get them an hour through of their day through. And our listeners stuck through it. They hung with us. They allowed us to be a part of their day, day in and day out. Um, and it's grown, and we appreciate and and love them so much. You know, I was talking to somebody about radio, and they told me the same thing. They said, "Look, your listeners make the show. Your listeners make the show, and the uh, the reason why you have a radio show is because of them." And and I agree. Our listeners are incredible, and we greatly appreciate them, and and uh, and love uh, all of you very, very, very much, and uh, are grateful you guys are a part of the Full Court Press with us. And on that note, we'd love to get your thoughts about the Utah Jazz decision. Ursan Ilyasova. That's who they're bringing on to fill their Pony Bradley. Welcome back. roster spot will tell you who he is, what his background is. He is not Tony Bradley. He might as well be. But can he help the Jazz? PB Jr. For the second half of the season. We'll debate that coming up next on the Full Court Press. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. When you need home medical equipment, travel no further. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. We have some big news. We just opened a brand new location in Draper, just east of I-15. Our new store is staffed with professionally trained respiratory therapists, a full inventory, and only the highest quality products. At Alpine Home Medical, we accept most major insurances. So come see us today. You're our number one priority. Or visit us online at alpinehomemedical.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, Utah Jazz making a roster announcement today. They're adding another shooter. I don't want to say a scorer. He's not a shooter. He's described as a sharp shooter. <laughs> yeah, okay. They waived Shaq Harrison, if you remember, at the end of February, which honestly, that did surprise me. Yeah, because um, they just signed him not long before yeah, that. Yeah, they just was new to the team this year. Described as a good defensive player, guard from uh, from Chicago, but never really saw a lot of time. It was just garbage time. Um, but they are they're required to add another player within the next two weeks, and so today, um, word is that the uh, Jazz signing Ursan Ilyasova. He's thirty three years old. He's been in the NBA since 2005. He so did he's spend a little bit of time in Spain. He's 54 years old in NBA years. Uh, for his career, he's uh, six foot 10, 235 pounds. He's averaged 10 points, 5.7 rebounds, shooting 44% from the field, 37% from beyond the three-point line. So 
really, this seems like a, a guy who would back up George Niang, who backs up uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just, I mean, I, I don't, because Urson's not a five. Now, I mean, he's no, he's, he's he, a four, but he has played he's a tiny a bit four. as the team's biggest, you know, player. But I don't know. I don't, what does he do different from Niang? I don't know. It's just it, it's it is he closer to favors or closer to Niang in regards to play? I, as far as uh, his style of play, yeah, closer to, to uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Oh man. Ursan Ilyasova is a poor man's Boyan Bogdanovich. See, if they're going to get Ilyasova, why don't you just go into the G League and find somebody there? Or is our G League that bad you can't? Look, it does bring a veteran. I mean, he spent most of his career with Milwaukee. He's been around the league a little bit. He spent time in Oklahoma City, Toronto, Orlando, Detroit, Philadelphia. He's been a journeyman. Yeah. Most of his time has been with Milwaukee, but he's bounced around the league for a while. Yeah, I. <laughs> but uh, does it make sense to me? I mean, just. But look, they already have a lot of young guys that's that true. are deep on the bench. That's true. So for me, it's like okay, bring in a guy who's been in the league kind for like a while. Kind of a George signing. Kind of a veteran. Yeah, he's not going to get phased by weird things that might happen. But he doesn't solve the, def- the 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 problems with the defensive side of the ball. He doesn't solve it. He's too slow. And in that rotation that we already have, maybe next to Niang, I don't know if he's better than anybody else in the rotation itself. I don't know how he's going to fit him in. Huh. Jazz uh, start the season back up on Friday against Houston. Uh, I am planning on going to that game. So maybe we'll see him in person. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Houston on that. is likely a team the Jazz will blow out, and you probably see a third, fourth unit out there. So I heard there were some rumors that uh, Jazz were looking at Miami, or yeah, Miami Heat center Myers Leonard, in, in you know to sign him. Well, also like an hour later, Myers Leonard comes out. Uh, there was rumors come out that uh, Myers Leonard used uh, anti-Semitic uh, slur on a live stream. Um, he made a comment that was of offensive to the uh, Jewish community. And so that's, I'm pretty sure the Jazz looked at that and said, you know what, never mind, not a good idea. Hey, 6891 text in, do you know if uh, or if or when USU football tickets will go on sale? Uh, I know, I, I think they we, they will. We I don't know when, though. I'm, I'm still not sure about that. I'm sure they'll make an announcement on that soon. I think it's still going to be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when that Target is. Uh, 9463, thank you guys for creating a sports talk environment for Cache County. Growing up here, none of the stations had sports talk radio that frequently. So the past couple of years, as the station has grown, has been awesome. So as we as fans are uh, appreciate you guys creating a platform where we can analyze local sports, text in and communicate with the show, as well as tease RJ once in a while. Once in a while? It's every day, people. It's a rare occurrence. I go home. Teasing you, is I a go rare home. So correcting you, and is I a, cry. A regular. In I cry with Reggie. I ball setting into Reggie, you, 
Setting you straight is something that's setting a regular occurrence. How you only hear the setting teasing, straight? I know who Kenny the G teasing is. Teasing is only once in a while. Two seven seven six. Where's AJ? That's I'm out of here. <laughs> For, you know. Where's AJ? You want to know where AJ is? I'll go get AJ for you.